Welcome to the Zero to 5K Business Podcast. This podcast is for women who are ready to go from zero to consistent 5K months so they can build their six-figure dream. I'm Zero to 5K Business Coach, Kylie Claiborne, and I'm here to share with you the mindset, strategy, and spirit you need to create legit money and impact in your business. I'm so happy you're here. Let's do this. Hello, friend. How the hell are you? I hope you're having an amazing start to the week. I am back from Europe, back from my travels to Spain. And I am so excited. I'm so excited about being back in my office and coaching this week, coaching private clients, um, coaching in the group. And yeah, I just feel really refreshed and ready to dive in. So today, I wanted to talk to you about pricing. And I wanted to explore this idea of like, should you put your prices on your website? Should you not? Like I get this question a lot where people are like, should I post my prices? Should I not? Are my prices too low? Are they too high? And just like talk about what it looks like to really position your prices, but also like have powerful pricing, pricing that feels expansive to you, pricing that feels really good to you. And what we're really talking about here is is money, right? So I feel like in this episode, we can't really talk about powerful pricing. I mean, it's the basis of it all, right, is money and our thoughts about money and our feelings about money. And I just want to say I have done a lot of work around money mindset, my thoughts about money, and like really shifting to create an intentional relationship with money, like for for sure the last like five years since the beginning of me starting my coaching business. And I have to say it has been some of the absolute most amazing best work that I've done is like looking at my money mindset. And if you are building a business and you're wanting to make more money, I cannot tell you like how important this part of your growth and you actually creating money is is like truly your mindset around money is huge and for most of us we don't come into this world with really abundant thoughts around money and this has nothing to do with like whether you had money in your life whether you had money growing up or whether you didn't we all have like just kind of scarcity models because culturally that's really what we get told, right? We have these kind of zero-sum game thoughts about money and those start to show up big time when we're growing a business. And so I want you to know that this has nothing to do with whether you grew up in a family, your family of origin like had money, maybe was affluent or whether they didn't. Like it Certainly, it has an effect on your mindset and the way you think about money. But we all have like ideas about money that we have just absorbed culturally. So I just want to say that whether you grew up with money or didn't, it is just work worth doing, looking at your money mindset and being willing to look at like, how do I think and feel about money, which is is all that money mindset is. Like, 
What do I think and feel about money? What are my immediate thoughts about it? And are they the thoughts and beliefs that I want to keep? Because if they aren't, then I want to change those. I want to be responsible and intentional and like in charge of the thoughts that I want to have around money and abundance, especially if I'm building a business, especially if I have big dreams and goals of building a business as big as my dreams, right? I just want to like kind of talk about money and open up the conversation and really invite you into a deeper conversation really about money and what it is. Recently, I had a family member in town and we were standing. It is so interesting, right? Like if you listen to people long enough, you know, obviously they'll tell you what they believe and think about money or it will be much more subtle. It'll be um, dropped in these like subtle comments. But recently I had a family member in town and um, we were in my kitchen. I was cooking dinner for everyone and we were just like casually talking. She said to me, money is the root of all evil. And I just froze. (laughs) I literally just like froze. It stopped me in my tracks because I haven't heard anyone say that in a really long time. And in that moment, I was just like very neutral about it. I was like, I actually don't believe that. And then we had a pretty open discussion on like, I mean, I didn't go really deep into it, but like I talked about like, I actually don't believe that at all, right? I actually believe that like money is just neutral, right? And we get to decide we can use it for good and sure, we can use it for bad. And it it absolutely has been and is used for great things and for terrible things, right? But just seeing it inherently as this evil thing was showing up in her mindset. And it was just so fascinating to me because I actually don't have that experience at all with money. And it's not even, I don't want that kind of relationship with money. I want to feel really abundant around it, supported by it. I want to like feel like I am a good steward of money, right? Therefore, having the belief that money is the root of all evil is definitely conflicting to creating that kind of relationship with money. And so I just share that that example with you so that you can like start to notice, right? Like, because I think sometimes it's a lot easier for us to see it in other people than it is to see in ourselves. And so maybe if that that's where you start, right, is like listening to things that maybe your parents are saying or people around you are saying, and do they talk about money in this really limiting, scarcity-rooted kind of way? Because, and it's, again, it's not something that you... Maybe don't you don't want to be like, hey, that's scarcity. I don't want to be around that. I'm not saying you say that. I'm just saying like you're just aware of how prevalent it is in our in our culture. So when we're thinking about like pricing and positioning your offer, we've got to think about for most of us, if we have a lot of deep-seated, rooted money beliefs around like I feel like I'm taking money from people or this feels icky or we just feel genuinely, yeah, I mean, just genuinely sticky around it or we feel like people are doing us a favor when they pay us. That is definitely a mindset indicative of like money is money is bad, right? That is a mindset like if you can see yourself in that right away, you know you have money mindset work to do. Because 
it should feel in your offer like you should feel over-delivered because the value exchange is so high. You're in such solid belief around your offer and the value that's being exchanged when people hire you or when they work with you that it feels really abundant, right? You're very sold on like what it does mean to work with you and how the transformation people get. And that doesn't feel like, oh, I'm taking something from someone or they're doing me a favor. And therefore, I go into these like overcompensating patterns where I overgive and I'm like burning myself out, right? Like notice if you're in those kinds of patterns. That is absolutely something that we need to look at. And it's also like, hey, you're not in full belief of the value of your offer. And we've got to do that work first because when you're in this place of really knowing that people get transformation when they work with me, they there's so much value that they get and really seeing and selling your brain on like people actually get more than what they pay me for. And, and I work specifically with clients on this piece because none of us just naturally have this belief. For most of us, especially at the zero to 5K stage, there's a lot of fraud syndrome going on. There is a lot of questioning. There is a lot of doubt. So I don't want you to think just because you're, you have doubt in your brain does not mean that you're not an expert. It doesn't mean that your offer isn't great. It doesn't mean that it's not transformed. Transformational. It's just we have to do the work to build the belief, right? Like, sure, there are moments or there are occasions where we need to add some things to someone's offer or there are some messaging things we need to fix. But nine times out of 10, it is belief work, y'all, that needs to happen. It is like I need to sell myself on the value of working with me. And what most of us do is we wait, we wait for people to start buying. We just wait and wait and wait. And what's even crazier, and I have seen this several times, is working with clients, is they will actually have people getting results within their program or in their container. And I noticed this in my own brain too. And our brain will still, still want to throw doubt. Like, well you know, fill in the blank. Well, I don't know. I mean, you didn't get that many people. You didn't get everyone over that 5K line, right? Or, you know, which is, we all know is 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 like some of the things, some of the objections that our brains hand us are so like, they're not even real. Like they're not based in, in anything. So creating that belief and building that belief is a huge part of creating demand in your business is a huge part of helping your clients create results. I cannot stress it enough, really. Like, get in rooms, get in masterminds, get with a coach that can help you build that belief in the container, in what it is that you offer, in the results that you can help people. Because so many of the people that I work with are so deep in their fraud syndrome. They are so like terrified to own the results that they can help people get and talk about them online. And they've got crickets in their audience because of that. And here's the thing, y'all. People hire coaches to get results. If you aren't talking about the results that you can help people get, I'm not saying promise results, okay? So really be, listen, listen here. Like I'm not saying you're like, hey, this is what you will do, right? 
But if you're not even talking about the results that you can help people get within your container, that is probably why people aren't hopping in to join you or raising their hand or hopping on a discovery call or popping into your DMs. You've got to be talking about the results you can help people get. It's just part of like people need to see themselves on the other side. They want to know the result that they're going to get when they when they work with you or when they buy from you or when they use your product. And pricing appropriately means we've got to make make that safe. We've got to like find a price that feels like there is a good value exchange here. I feel really solid in my price. I feel really solid in this price and what they get for this price, right? I am not the coach that is ever going to tell my clients like, hey, you need to be at this price range. I know what industry standards are, which is like, you know, $75 to $100 an hour. But honestly, y'all, at the end of the day, what matters to me so much is like you setting a price that you feel good about that like when you say it, you feel like people are crazy not to pay me. They are out of their mind not to hop in and join me on this. I care so much more about that, especially at the zero to 5K stage, than I do about you hitting some sort of industry standard number or anything. I have been on consults with women before who have had other coaches tell them, we need to raise your prices so you can hit your goal. And I am just like, gross. That just feels so gross to me. My, that would never be my coaching. My coaching is always going to be like, hey, let's find a price that feels a little stretchy to you. Let's get your brain on board with it. Let's sign some clients underneath that price point. And that that may be a few months of you just like bringing in consistent leads with that price point, building up your demand. And then when things feel really good to you, then we can raise our prices. But what I see often is people raise their price after they've signed one or two clients under that one price point. And hey, you get to do what you want. It is your price. It is your business. But what I love to help clients do is really let it be easy for a while. Let this like price point work for them. Let it work for their clients. And then let's sign some clients underneath that price point over deliver in a way that is like building their demand and people are talking about them and people are like, you've got to work with this person. They're amazing. And then we can raise the price. But sometimes what happens is we start changing things so quickly and we start moving our price point around and then our energy gets weird and wobbly and then our demand drops off and like just, I don't know, things start to fizzle out. When you think about, is it time for me to raise my prices, for example, which is kind of something that comes into our brain, I want you to ask yourself, how many clients have I signed underneath my current price point? And if it's, you know, one or two, maybe stick with that price point a little longer. Get really good at delivering results to your clients at helping them create the result that they're coming into your container for. Give that price point a little bit more time. That is how demand is created in your business right? Stick with that a little longer. And then while you're doing that, while you're in this process of like delivering results to your clients, you're also getting your brain on board with the next level price point that you're after. So whatever that number is, I want you to be thinking about showing up as that version of you now, not waiting until you change the price to suddenly start to become her, but start to become her 
now and really think about what does that look like? How would I be showing up at my new new price point now? And do that work, do that self-concept work while you're in your current pricing, the pricing that feels really good, that feels really stable, and it's letting your nervous system relax. It's letting you build confidence, which is huge at this stage of the game, right? And all the while, what you're doing is you're building belief for this next level price in your container or in your product or whatever it is, right? So, and the ways that I think about over-delivering in current containers are like really focusing on the people that are there now. So the one client you have, the two clients you have, maybe you have three, whatever, really focusing on how can I help them get results quicker? What do I think is in their way, right? We can't do the work for our clients, but we can absolutely be looking at like, what do I think is in their way? And how can I help move them forward? Those are always questions I'm asking myself. As a business coach, I'm always looking at where are my clients now, each individually, and looking at what do I think is in their way just from this side of the street? Is there a resource I can create? Or is there a piece of coaching that they need that I've been reluctant to give them because you know, of XYZ, right? Whatever is happening. I'm always looking at what are the pieces I'm in control of And how can I help them get what it is that they want? Another thing I want to talk about as far as just like pricing, and honestly, this is just something that drives me crazy, to be honest, is when people say, charge your worth, right? There's a whole discussion around like, you should be charging your worth. You're worth more than that. And da, da, da. And here's what I want to say about that. You can't charge your worth. That is like literally impossible because you are priceless. There is no way for us to put a number on your worth. And the idea of that is, in my mind, just crazy, right? Now, we can put a number on a result or we can put a number on some on the value that's within working with you, but your worth as a human, we're not, we can't put a value on that. So I want you to separate those two things and just think about like, what is a price point I feel feel really amazing about that I can get behind? and feel like people are crazy not to pay me for this. And my value as a human is completely separate from that. It is completely non-related to the dollar amount that I'm charging to work with me, to buy from me, whatever, right? So really notice if you get caught up in this, like, yes, I'm worth, I'm worth that. Yes, you're, first of all, A, you're priceless. We can't put a number on that. And we want to be really on to like when we're tangling up our worth as a human with results and our business. Because what I notice when people are doing that is they get into this resentful, entitled mindset where it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm worth that and I deserve that. And it doesn't, it doesn't do anything for their mindset within their business. Do you know what I mean? Like it's just not a mindset that is going to move you forward. You're going to end up feeling entitled you're going to end up probably feeling frustrated because you're thinking it should be a lot easier because you're just worth it, right? So you always just want to kind of notice when you're in that place and set your price point at a place that feels really good to you right now. Work that. Let your body relax. Let your mindset relax. Let your confidence build. Let demand be created while you're getting really good at delivering results. And then think about changing it. I had the same price point for probably a year and a half, a really long time before I changed 
anything. My one-on-one prices just went up and it feels so expansive and so great. The price point that I'm at right now feels so good for one-on-ones, right? Because I have coached so many brains on this journey. I know exactly what it means to help get someone to six figures now, which is what my one-on-one container is about. And it just feels so expansive because I know the level in which I deliver and the the level of like transformation that is within that container, right? So think about this within your business. Think about pricing as like not this place of like, how can I hit my goal and get my goal the fastest? Drop into the, maybe drop into your heart space, take a couple of deep breaths and just notice what numbers come up for you and play with it a little bit. You do want something that feels a little stretchy, but also like this is totally worth this kind of feeling and people are crazy not to pay me, right? So you're in this kind of, you know, you're holding two thoughts of like, you're not undervaluing yourself and, you know, like where you're going to feel resentful and angry, but you're also not in this place of like, well, this is the number I have to hit And this is the number I need to start making money, but my energy is so weird and wobbly because I'm not fully believing in my offer. I'm not sold on it, and I don't think people are going to pay me for it. And so then there's you're just in this weird place. I want you to strike a beautiful balance between those two, okay, where you're not going to feel resentful, but you're also in this place of like, oh, yeah, this is such a steal. People are crazy not to pay me, all right? And money mindset. Again, I cannot stress enough how powerful it is when you really start to look at the beliefs, which remember, beliefs are just thoughts on repeat. When you start to look at the beliefs you have around money and really looking at where the scarcity is showing up, and it's going to show up for everybody, and it's going to look different for each one of us, whether, again, whether you grew up with money or whether you didn't, it's there in some way, shape, or form. And be willing to look at what those immediate thoughts are about money and do the work to change those. And if you want help with that, then reach out to me. This is part of the work that I do in all of my containers within the group program, but also one-on-one, right? I am so passionate about money thoughts and money mindset. So you're going to hear, of course, you're going to hear me talk about this with a lot of passion because this is just It's just something that it's definitely talked about a lot more for sure, but it's still something that takes us a while to reprogram, right? And let go of some of the old beliefs and see how they're showing up, see how they're limiting us, see how they're taking us off track and really, really shift them. So anyway, money is a topic that is just so fun to talk about because it's just a stand in for so many other things in our life. And one of the most powerful things that you can really do is start to neutralize your energy around money. And I know that sounds wild because for many of us, we want to feel really positive about it. But landing in a place of neutrality when we see numbers, when we see our bank account, when we see things like that is going to be a powerful place for us to actually start to feel really abundant. Because before we can get to abundance, we've got to land in some sufficiency which is why, again, money mindset is so powerful. All right, that's all I have for you all this week. Have a beautiful rest of the day. I will talk to you next week. Love ya, mean it, bye.